Welcome everyone. This is the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. We are happy you joined us today. The Spirit of God speaks with words crafted for our hearts. And now from God's Word, it is time to feed up. With an introduction for today's message, here is our speaker, Joel Van Hoogen. One of our most quoted scriptures during the Christmas season is from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. There it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. The verse is repeated in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, to teach us that the baby Jesus is the full answer to that promise. But originally, that promise was given through the prophet Isaiah to the wicked king of Judah, Ahaz. Ahaz had introduced the worship of false gods throughout the city of Jerusalem, and at this very moment, Ahaz is being threatened by two smaller nations. Under this threat, this king, this wicked king, is about to go to the larger nation Assyria and to seek an alliance with them in order to gain their protection. But Assyria is really the greatest threat to him and his nation. God comes to Ahaz through the prophet and promises to deliver that wicked king from the two lesser kingdoms if you'll only trust in him. God offers to give Ahaz a sign, but Ahaz refuses. Ahaz doesn't want a sign from God because Ahaz doesn't want to trust in God. Still, the sign is given of a young, as yet unmarried woman who will marry Isaiah and have a child, and by the time that child is of age, God will have destroyed those two lesser nations threatening the nation of Judah. That child was to be a reminder that God was Emmanuel, that God was with the nation of Judah and could be trusted. Matthew later on in the Gospel of Matthew, by the Spirit of God, takes Isaiah's prophecy in Matthew chapter 123 and points to a virgin who will know no man but give birth to God's Son among us, conceived in her by the Holy Spirit. But the lesson of Jesus Christ in his coming is exactly what God was trying to teach Ahaz. Sinful though he was, God is merciful, and that he, though a sinner, could trust him. Sinful though we are, God is merciful, and we as sinners can trust in Him. Well, let's look at this. Let's pull this together and let's just make some applications. Let's look at the sign that was given to Ahaz, the sign of the baby that was born in Bethlehem. Let's note three things. First, it is a sign of God's mercy. Here is a sign of God's mercy. I hope you've got all your Christmas gifts. I, I think I still have some shopping still to do. The tradition of giving gifts at Christmas time, it has grown to such an extent. You know, in our household, we don't put the gifts out until Christmas morning, and the tree is usually just full of gifts at that time. It's going to be a little bit less. I've got to warn you, it's not as many gifts this year. Uh, brothers and sisters are all going to be away this time, so more than you know, two-thirds of the gifts been dispersed to their places, but we put those gifts at that last day, and the kids get all excited about it, and it's a wonderful time. And, you know, if they were to come one morning and find out that there were no gifts there, and we said, you know, we decided this year instead, you know, we were going to take the money we would spend on gifts to you and give it away to other people and who are less deserving and in need, you know, it wouldn't go over well. Because the gifts that we give really are expected. 
If our kids didn't get them, they would think they were robbed or cheated of something that they deserved, a custom that was demanded. And the reality is that our gifts are not, in this sense, true gifts. They are required elements of the holiday celebration. You know, I know all the people who man their stores around Boise are happy that that tradition is in place. I want to speak for children. I'm happy that it's in place as well. I'm glad that this is the expected custom. I enjoy giving the gifts, and I enjoy getting the gifts, and I'm just as excited to see all the gifts under the tree as everyone else. But let's admit it, they're kind of obligations. They're really not, in this sense, gifts. So let's not confuse the gifts that we give during the Christmas season with the gift that God gave us when Christ was born in Bethlehem. He did not owe it to us. He was not obligated by custom. We do not deserve the gift that was born to us that day. It was all of the mercy of God. Think of King Ahaz for a moment. The wickedness that he had in his own heart and making covenants with foreign nations, of developing compacts with their gods, of entering into worship with those foreign gods, of introducing the worship of those foreign gods to all the other people in their nation, of refusing, refusing to let God lead him into a life of trust by hypocritically denying God the opportunity to give him a sign. It's a real picture of a person whose heart is hardened against God. He does not want to be convinced that God is one to be trusted in. And yet... God gives him a sign anyway. God still comes to Ahaz and says to Ahaz, fear not. He still says to Ahaz, a sign is going to be given because I am going to protect your line and I am going to preserve you from Syria and Israel and they are not going to destroy the kingly line that you are a part of establishing. And it is an absolute mercy. It is a wonderful expression of the mercy of God to wicked King Ahaz. Now, Remember the day in which the Lord Jesus was born, in which he was born to Mary in Bethlehem, and God gave his son to us as a gift, and he will come to a nation that will reject him. Remember it says he came unto his own, but his own received him not. That very nation will, in a very short period of time, call for his death and cry out for his crucifixion. He'll be beaten by Herod's Gentile soldiers, he'll be crucified by Roman soldiers, he'll be mocked and spat upon by those. Not just them. The Bible says of this wonderful gift that was given, of that gift that was given, all of us like sheep have gone astray, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity or sins of us all. He's born it in our behalf. We're the sinful people that had this baby Jesus given to. He came to us. He came to us in our sins. He came to us in our rebellion. He came to us in a lambing place where he was born to be the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. He came to us born in the very place where the lambs that were sacrificed in Jerusalem were born and raised in order to raise up to be one who would go to Jerusalem and there die on a cross and bear our sins. He was born, and Luke tells us that he came to set his people free. And at his birth, the angel said, like Isaiah said to Ahaz, Fear not, 
For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, what do you think? Do you think that this true Emmanuel who came to us, this full, complete expression of the prophecy that came to us, came to more deserving people as a sign than the Emmanuel baby that was born to Ahaz in his day? Was God being more merciful to Ahaz and giving that sign to him than God was to us when this child was born in Bethlehem? Should we demand that this gift be ours? Should we expect this sacrifice is necessitated as God's obligation to us? Or should we see that God is utterly merciful, utterly merciful, giving to us what we don't deserve, reminding us of God's mercy, this child that's born to the virgin in Bethlehem, reminding us of God's absolute mercy to sinful and rebellious people. That's the story. That's the context of the message. Second thing here is notice that this is a sign of promise. God was not obliged to Ahaz, but God was, in a sense, obliged to his own word. And God had promised that a Savior would come through the house of David, and God is determined to protect that house in order to preserve the line and the promise of that Savior. So even with Ahaz ruling over it, God will be true to his promise. One of the first promises that God ever makes in Scripture comes after the fall of Adam and Eve. And there, God comes to Eve, who has been led into this catastrophic fall and sin because she's fallen prey to the temptations of the serpent. And God gives a promise to Eve, saying that the seed of the woman will crush the serpent's head. Eve, you're going to get justice against this one who has brought ruin upon you. And ultimately, I am going to prevail. And Eve, I'm going to prevail through your seed, the seed of the woman, which is interesting. It should be the seed of the man. That's kind of how things work. The seed of the man should crush the serpent's head, but that's not the case. God says to Eve, the seed of the woman shall crush the serpent's head. Well, how is God going to do that? How is God going to fulfill that promise? Well, one day he finds a true virgin by the name of Mary, and he brought forth from her seed by the power of the Holy Spirit, the child of promise who came to our world to be the world's Savior. And all through the Scriptures, God is clarifying and reissuing the basic promise that He will prevail and He is to be trusted for our salvation, for our deliverance. He is to be trusted to keep all of His promises. Ahaz was unwilling to trust in God because Ahaz did not want to surrender to that trust. He did not want to surrender that God. By the way, you surrender to the thing you ultimately trust in. Whatever you ultimately trust in, whatever you ultimately believe in, you surrender to it. You give yourself to it. A young child doesn't trust in God. We're in high school. Instead, they trust in the impressions of their friend and the friendships of all those around them, and so they give their life to their friends. Really, the matter here is they're not trusting in God. You trust in God, you give your life to Him. You put all your heart before him and you're faithful to him and Ahaz wouldn't trust in God we have no reason not to trust in him 
If you ever struggle with obedience in your life, if you ever struggle with somehow trying to fabricate an answer and a solution to the issues in your life, if you feel as though God is calling you back from something that you want to pursue and you don't see how giving up that pursuit will bring blessing in your life, you see only disappointment and discouragement and the fail to realize some void that you want to fill with that thing and you know God doesn't want you to have it and you're struggling with this, whether to trust in your own instincts or trust in God's promises, remember the scene in Bethlehem that a virgin brought forth a child called his name Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. Emmanuel, God with us, has come. And he's given us a sign and if you believe it's true, then you know he's to be trusted. And the message here is forsake any plan but the plan to yield and surrender to Him. Forsake any strategy, any application towards life in which you try to solve your own problems according to your own wisdom. Listen to God's Word and submit to His will and come under the surrender to the sign that He has given. He has given. And trust in Him. And facing difficulties and seeming impossibilities, go to the manger. Look at the scene in the hay. Fall on your knees and feel your doubts dissipating before a God who can be trusted and commit all your ways to Him. It is a sign that God keeps His promises. Here He is, Emmanuel, God with us. He is the merciful, promised Savior. Live before Him and worship Him and you'll be established. This has been the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this message, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, God bless you.